You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And as most of you have learned by now, we are sponsored by the Crypto Business Conference. It is the conference for marketers, entrepreneurs, creators that want to level up and learn more about all things, all things, all things, NFTs and Web3. And uh, you know the, the beauty of Web3 and NFTs as well, we get to tap into a resource that I like to think I just don't have. I've often identified myself as creatively challenged, uh, and I'm I just kind of own that that I was the the kid growing up that you know when I sketched in the you know in the notebook it looked like a three year old could do it. Uh, my my eight year old tells me, "Daddy, don't draw anything that we have to keep around," because my eight year old knows that she can draw, she can create better than I can. Well, at the same time, for me, my appreciation for musicians and and uh, artists and even you know the spoken word poets like you know our buddy David who was on the podcast, for me, I think that also kind of grew like my my love for the those that have that talent because I know it's just something you know that I I don't I don't contain and and I'm not saying that for like sympathy or saying that I I don't have something myself. I know I my my dad used to call it I have the gift for gab. I'm not sure if that's like a Pittsburgh thing. It sounds like a Yenzer type thing that's out there. But with all that being said, there is some things of in like the art technology world that really gets me excited because for me, it's like, ooh, this might be where I might find more of a home with my creative uh, skills from the standpoint of, you know, I can code enough to annoy people. I can, you know, manage my, you know, I create my own websites, uh, which is usually why they're slow and other things that are going on. But with that being said, you know, I discovered uh, one of the projects that we're going to talk about, you know, that I minted. Uh, it was mint number, actually, it was mint number, uh, let's see, it was 249. Uh, I know on the on the screen in our video, we might actually say 251, but it is 249. Um, and it was from ENFT Enthusiast. But the thing that caught my eye was that it, it's a beautiful bonsai tree. And of course, I'm a millennial, so the first thing I see when I see bonsai, I say, wax on, wax off. Karate Kid uh, has, you know, is the bonsai version for me uh, in, my, in my life, but I also love like, the serenity of it. And it's AI, artificial intelligence, art, and it's a beautiful bonsai tree. And when I clicked on the description, because I was like, oh, I wonder what this project's about, the description read something like, you know, hey, you know, this is a, a beautiful AI created bonsai tree. Our goal is to uh, have you mint this for free so that you can drive awareness to our our artificial intelligence tool for creating art. And I was like, what a great use case for this NFT. And I and I and I really thought that was such a creative way because I can tell you I probably wouldn't have discovered this tool or this software um, if it wasn't for that NFT. And so I bought the NFT, jumped into their Discord, 
and I got access to this like AI generator. And it was as simple as me putting in slash image and then I put a couple words that I wanted it to generate. And so, of course, the first thing I did was like, oh, I'm going to play around. So I did, uh, I did super-powered, uh, super-powered human brain was the, was the one that I did. And I'll just tell you the art that came up. We'll put a link to the tweet where I tweeted out this um, art. But the, the art that came up first in my first, it came up in four different ones. And my mind was blown. Like, or I guess I could say my brain was blown because it's like this beautiful um, neon colors, which of course is on brand for me. Um, really cool art that I was just really inspired by. And then I spent about an hour and a half inside of that Discord playing with that AI tool. Um, and funny enough, I don't think I ever made anything. And I say made. made my, it would be the largest air quotes in history saying made. Uh, I don't think I generated anything that I liked more than this original one. But I say all of that because it's what project we minted for our Mint 365, great concept, right? The idea of like using the NFT for that type of awareness of a tool. It also got me in the Discord, got me connecting um, with the artist. And we'll just say you might hear from him uh, in the near future or you might uh, hear a little bit more about him uh, in the near future. But I thought that was a great use case and something that we could kind of you know tap in for the podcast here. So jumping into the the the, the show now, and and for me, you might have noticed, like, I'm, I mean, I wake up happy, I go to bed happy. It's not doesn't mean that my day is happy. Uh, you know, we all have our own struggles. There are plenty of days where I go through things as well. But, you know, I've always been kind of, you know, blessed to be one that is high energy and very passionate, right? I, I get that question a lot from people that are like, Brian, like, you know, where do you get that passion to do a podcast every single day? And I'm like, well, it's just because there's a microphone there. Like, I'm passionate just about every day, especially you put a microphone uh, in front of my face. And Probably if my teachers in high school knew that they could get like get the best out of me if they put a microphone on my fa- in my face, that might have worked out, uh, you know, for the best. But with that being said, you know, when I think about NFT projects today, and you know, one of the things that we're going to talk about more on this podcast is that we, I believe, the business model of NFT projects are going to change over the next six to twelve months. And what I mean by that is what is going to be required or demanded or the expectations for NFT projects when they launch is going to be much different than what it was, you know, definitely a year ago, but even three months ago or six months ago, because I believe like the days of throwing out an idea without a business plan and not having transparency on how the funds are going to be used and what are your plans for managing the marketing, I believe those days are done. I believe we are going to see a, a shift where we are going to have to own a lot of those things, right? Like when, you, when, you, when a, a startup is asking for funding, they and they, they the the idea is like what is the vesting schedule right like how much who who is going to get what money where is it going to be and I think we're going to see that more in NFT projects, but when it comes to like the, the two things and we're going to highlight two things and just a warning, even if it's just two things you're not going to probably get a short episode I know I try sometimes but that's just kind of how it works but the the two things that I think every NFT project can really embrace ones that are old, ones that are, are just getting started, and ones that will be launching very soon, no matter what that business plan is, no matter what the, the, the utility is. These are two things, no matter the utility, no matter the use case, that the projects need to think about 
um, delivering. And the first one, you, know, you might be wondering, what is that jersey that, that I'm wearing on video? And for those that um, aren't watching on video and you're listening to me in your ear holes, I'm wearing a, a baseball jersey. It is kind of like a powder blue with the uh, giant red writing on it that says Diamond Dogs. And on one sleeve, it has the, the team logo. And on the other sleeve, it has my NFT, my backwards hat wearing catcher, which I love that he's wearing catcher gear, which is why I minted or I, uh, yeah, I did. I, I picked this guy off of the secondary market. And what's super cool is this is actually the jersey worn in the baseball game for the winter classic that was put together by the Diamond Dogs team. And so it was the Diamond Dogs versus the Board Ape Yacht Club uh, the other day, or I guess about a week and a half ago. Uh, and what's really cool is, you know, the, the guy who wore this jersey, he actually DM'd me uh, the day of the game. And he's like, hey, man, is there any chance you don't want that jersey? Like, is there any chance I could have it? Like, I, I like, love it. I love the idea. And it, it's, I think it's going to be something we're going to look back on. And I was like, man... I was like, if I was just like a normal NFT guy, I was like, but like, I want to, I want to embrace it. I want to wear it. I want to like own it. I want to celebrate it. And he's like, oh, okay. But if you change your mind, let me know. And, and like, shout out to him. That was cool that we had that connection. But I will tell you, I actually didn't really know that I, the Jersey was going to be something I was going to get. And when I opened the bag and I saw that I got the actual Jersey worn on the field with my NFT on it, I mean, it was not only a surprise, but it was something to me that was like, how cool is that? Like, how cool is that this project with, you know, uh, and shout out to Evan Mendoza and the team. I know uh, Ohio and Travi, uh, who Travi's been on the podcast and, and we'll have to get Evan on the podcast, uh, you know, after the season's done for him. But, you know, one of the, the things that like about this that really, you know, it meant something to me, right? It meant something like, wow, this is like a physical item. And it was also something that like, you know, there was only certain people that were, you know, selected for um, the game. But for me, like, it was the fact that, like, I already thought it was cool that my, my diamond dog, my NFT was being worn on the baseball field. The, the fact they went above and beyond. And, like, on top of that, you know, over my shoulder, there's actually a VFriends box. Uh, and I mentioned, you know, VFriends, for those that minted on VFriends Series 2, they actually gave you gave us a uh, this really cool box that had the collector's cards in it, right? And and I will tell you, like I just expected the collector's cards because that was what we were supposed to get, you know, to be in a package. I didn't think about like the a really unique opening experience. So the first thing, the number one thing that I think every NFT project needs to think about, and this needs to go beyond just an airdrop, because the airdrop in the weirdest way is like the old school way of sending someone a, a, just a, a group email. Like, and not, no offense to that idea. I still think airdrops are powerful. But we need a surprise and delight. And we know that this works in every other form of marketing. We also know like attention to details and doing things a little bit you know, better or leveled up than what other people are doing things, of course, helps us stand out, right? So, and, and I know for some people are like, wait, like, well, we don't might, ha might not have the budget to do that. Or, you know, how would we do that and get people's addresses? Or how would we, here's the thing. Part of the surprise and delight is the fact that you're willing to put in all of that extra work. Like, when someone says, like, Brian, but we don't even have their, their address, you can't get their address or you're not willing to put in the effort to get their address. And in this NFT space, that's what matters, right? It's like, and it goes back to, like, the thing I've preached the most in my career on social media is one thing, and it's always been one thing. It's called show you care. Pretty simple, in my opinion. Like, you want people to follow you back. You want people to say yes to you when you get on, a, to get on their podcast. You want people to say yes to, you know, um, to collaborate. 
you show you care about them more than they've ever really been shown they cared about by others that follow them. And you'll be amazed how you stand out. And so I think for NFT projects, surprising and delighting, right? Like, and, and, and let's be very careful with this though, because sometimes I know what people will say, well, Brian, yeah, we just got to keep expectations low. So we over deliver. Here's the problem with that. Low expectations that nobody cares about is not going to have anybody joining your project. So let's be very careful. I, I believe we shouldn't overcompensate. We shouldn't, you know, put, you know, I think we should manage expectations. But saying that we're going to lower them so that we can overdeliver, to me, is like that fact of like, you know, you know, that's not really um, surprising and delighting. It's giving me what I was hoping you were going to giving me because I didn't want just what you were kind of setting up. And so that number one is surprising and delighting. I think we can get creative with it in, you know, even if it's an airdrop, right? A customized airdrop, right? I got one of those, um, a shout out to Stardust Society. Stardust Society, uh, we actually had uh, the founder of Stardust Society here on the podcast as a guest. And I opened my, my wallet yesterday or day before and I saw that we got an airdrop, but what was cool about it was the airdrop, and I'm not sure how this w- happened or worked. Maybe I, put it, maybe I put it in their website when I, oh no, no, I know how it happened. See, this is me thinking out loud on the podcast. Um, it was actually in the Discord. They allowed us to select what was our sign. Like, and I put, I was a Gemini. So when I opened my wallet and I was airdropped a Gemini customized piece of art, I was like, damn, versus every other time I'm airdropped a random piece of art. I'm like, oh, cool. It's in my hidden folder. I need to unhide it, right? Like, so like that surprise and delight, it can be customization. It can go being above and beyond. It can be, hey, you weren't expecting something for a couple of months and all of a sudden it shows up. That's a big deal when it comes to building that trust and that relationship. And I will tell you, like, you think there's a chance that I'm ever going to sell my diamond dog that is now on this jersey that, that you will see me wearing, no doubt, in person if you see me at upcoming events. There is 0.0% chance that I sell that diamond dog ever. And think about that from like that relationship, right? If you build the relationship at that level and you provide that kind of connection with somebody, you don't have to worry about a hodl mindset. Like they didn't ask me to talk about this on the podcast. I've already had Travi on the show, right? And uh, uh, But like the idea is like surprise and delight and that, that feeling of what you give people, they oftentimes shine it back to you on your project in ways that you've never kind of imagined before. All right, so that was number one. I told you it wasn't gonna be short, but hey, that's pretty quick. Number two. Number two is one that I struggle with immensely. And I'm going to say that because I struggle with it with like online and, you know, even on the podcast. But when people get to know me or we're hanging out on a Zoom call or we go to the the bar or I travel with people, one of the things I often hear people say is like, Fanzo, I had no idea how funny and laid back and chill you are and how, how much of a good time you are. And I remember I used to get offended by that. I'm like, so you don't think I'm a good time normally? Like, I'm a, am I a bad time? And people are like, no, no, no. But you're always like about, you know, the business sense of NFTs or you're about the business sense of live video or you're talking B2B marketing or you're educating or you're inspiring or you're motivating. But like that fun side of you doesn't really come out. Now, for some of you listeners that join our, uh, our game night on Thursday nights, I think you get to see that side of me probably more so than most. Because, um, well, first of all, I suck on game night. And I even use a GIF from, uh, you know, our man with the, the van by da- down by the river uh, that just says I suck because I literally am horrible. Ever since 
uh, Carter, our host and MC, master of ceremonies, the best MC in all of the Discord game nights. I didn't give him that title. Other people have given him that. Um, he did a, a Beatles trivia one night, uh, and he didn't play, in my opinion, a single song that I thought was popular in the Beatles genre. And it was him and Kevin on, on both the team. I have to share blame there. But since that day, I've literally not got one answer correct. Not one thing right on game night. And I play every Thursday night. And everyone can play. They're free. It usually only lasts you know, 30 minutes or so. Um, it's a hell of a lot of fun. But I say all of that because that word fun, F-U-N, you'll be amazed at that the bonding and really the connection that fun experiences have for growing within a community. Let's face it, even think about like when I ask people like what is the, the community that they think about offline, a lot of people uh, mention church, right, or religion, whatever you might be going. Let's face it, you know, I, I grew up Catholic, no longer practicing, but I grew up Catholic. I can tell you the community part of the Catholic religion was not the stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, stand up, kneel down, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. That is the hour every Sunday. Like that, and, and, and I, hey, that was my childhood, right? That's not what built that community. It was the, the evenings that we did, like the, the charity drives or the, um, the cookouts or the festival parties where we got to, you know, we got to dunk Father Schrader, who was, you know, my priest growing up. And like, if you think about it within a community, the, the fun components where we allow people to be themselves, we have games, we have trivia night, we have, um, you know, maybe it's poker night. Maybe it's even something as fun as like people can share their talents or, their, or the lack of talents in some cases. Um, for me, integrating fun and making a fun a theme and a priority within your NFT project is essential essential for you know growth now here's the thing with fun it cannot be manufactured it cannot be forced we've seen forced fun like that's like when you go to and this is this is gonna piss off some people in my industry and i apologize ahead of time but i cannot stand forced fun at events you know i get paid to host events i get paid to mc and and speak at events and when someone you know one of the event managers like brian I want you to get everybody dancing on one foot so that we can have fun to kick off the event. I'm like, you think some stranger wearing a hat and crazy colored shoes going up there telling people to jump up and down on one, on one leg while we play some music is fun. You and I don't have the same idea of fun. And so when I think about fun, I think it's about creating a culture that allows people to like let out that fun, like let out the things that of like who they are. Now, for the most part, a lot of that lives in a word that we could just call memes. Meme culture owns the internet. I actually think there's two things that own the internet, porn and memes. That's pretty much what runs the internet. And if you want to argue with me, I, I can, I, I'm pretty sure I can prove you're wrong on that side, right? And if we think about it, when we think about like the fun component of memes, part of it is like it relates to us. They're easy to share. They're funny. Uh, like, you know, people create them. But they're also like a way of like co-creation, right? Where you're taking maybe the art from, uh, you know, maybe a clip from a video and you're overlaying like a funny quote or a line with it, right? And I, I will tell, you know, my community, you know, our mods and our team, I tell them, you know, roasting me 
is 100% on the table. Like, make fun of the words I screw up. Make fun of my the fact my grammar is not always the best. Um, you can tease me about, like, the lines that I say every time in every podcast, right? Like, all the, like, to me, like, I, I have fun with that, right? Like, I'm very comfortable in there. And so one of the things that I think we have to think about within our NFT projects is, like, what are those moments? What are those things? Now, here's the, the other part of this not making it a requirement and not making people feel bad that don't want to participate. Like I, for one, when I heard we were, uh, when the team said, Brian, we should do game night. I was like, oh, we should? We're going to do game night in a Discord? <laughs> really? Like that literally was my answer. And, and they're like, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm like, I'm not sure that's something that sounds like too much fun to me. Now, I'm not being a party pooper, but I'm just going to say, for the most part, when I think about like fun collaborations on digital and social, the idea of like a game night there doesn't make sense. Now, I know I have some friends that have known me back from high school that listen to this podcast and middle and, and college. You take me to a bar and it's trivia night, like on the TV, game on. Like game on. If, it's, if they have poker boards there, game on. I love, uh, let's go play board games. My daughters and I play board games on a regular, like I actually love games, but for whatever reason, like, that idea of like a trivia night to me, like I, I kind of, and, and honestly, I wasn't like, I didn't even plan on going the first night. I'm just going to be truthful. And, uh, and Delphi cat on our, on our team, she's like, Fanzo first trivia nights going on. I was like, Oh yeah, I should pop in there. I haven't missed a trivia night since like literally since that, that Thursday, I've done my best to show up there every single Thursday. And the reason I think that's so important is because we get to see, like, like I was making fun of a couple people in our community. I was like, I was like, wait, you know, who's cheating over there? I was like, Brecky, are you using a remote control for your this game that we're playing? Because you're too good at it right now. Like that, that, that's you know, that that shouldn't be allowed. Or you know, this last week, you know, we they were uh, the theme was uh, Stranger Things music clips that you had to guess uh, the title of the song. Um, and uh, if you're just you know, for those playing at home, I got zero correct. Uh, I got zero correct on the trivia part. Zero correct on the uh, the music trivia for Stranger Things uh, season four. Um, but there was one, and I the name slips my mind right now at the top of my head. Um, there was one person that got like four of the five right, and all I did was pick on. I was like, "Are you cheating? I know you're using Kazam. You must be have like the the soundtrack up in front of you." But having that rapport, think about that from like just the standpoint of you get to see a different side of people. You also get to connect with people, kind of like that at that human level, and so. To me, when I think about community growth and, and really building a community that can survive every type of market, the, the, you know, the bull run where people are making lots of money and, and egos start flashing, right? People start wanting to you know, measure, put, you know, whip it out and measure it because they feel like all of a sudden you know, that, now they're gods even though everyone else did the same thing. Or the, the bear market where things are, are, are tough and, and people feel down and there's like that, that, that element. Now, here's the beauty of this. Surprise and delight and fun, they work in every type of market, in every type of utility, in every, maybe not every type of utility. Like if your utility is something about, you know, that it has a very serious side where maybe, you know, I'm a, uh, was a visor for a long time to top, to stop child trafficking. Um, you know, uh, one of the groups that I worked with for many, many years, we were doing virtual reality development um, to simulate that so we could help out like Maybe that community probably, the, the integrating the fun might not work there. But, and, and like maybe if you're doing mortuaries or something, I, I'm just throwing these out there. But for 99.9% of it, surprise and delight and fun 
work no matter what's going on in the market, no matter who your audience is, no matter how old they are. I don't care if you're a baby boomer or you're maybe you gave birth to a gen alpha, which, you know, for those that don't know, the kids that are having kids right now, they're having gen alphas, right? Gen Z's after gen Z comes gen alpha, which, you know, I don't know who makes up with these names or how all this things go. But with all that being said, no matter our age, no matter our background, this idea of fun and being surprised and delighted is, is, a, is a really magical thing that we can all do. And we can do it, you know, even if it's a matter of, you know, and here's a, here's, a, here's a way that you can do it right now, every project founder that's out there. When people tag your content and they tag and say, oh, I love this project, don't just retweet it. Don't just send them a thank you for sharing it. Like hit the little, on your phone, hit the little reply button, hit the camera button in the bottom left. Open up that video camera and send a really quick 20-second video. What's up, my friend? Such and such. Hey, I'm the founder of the project. Thanks so much for sharing out our art. Really appreciate that you love what we're doing. Do you know how much that will stand out? Surprising and delighting, not just saying replying, not just hitting retweeting. I mean, I think every project should be following all of their, found, all of their NFT holders, but I know not everybody thinks of Twitter the same way I do, but that's my own personal piece. But imagine if you did that, not to every person, because remember, surprising and delighting doesn't mean you do it to every person every time, because I know some of you are going to message me, and Brian, those are all nice things, but I don't have the time. Um, well, you make the time if you care about your community. If you're right now worried about your community, if you believe that community is the future of business as I do, then it is about making that time a priority. And that time doesn't have to be a grind and be business and mental health focused all the time. It can be surprising and delighting and it can be, well, having a little bit of fun, right? So hopefully that's like, you know, part of this whole, uh, you know, recipe that we have going on. So with that being said, my friends, you know, definitely want to get a shout out to our you know, amazing sponsor, uh, the Crypto Business Conference. It is happening in beautiful San Diego, California. And I will tell you, um, I'm going to theme this in real quick. I've had a lot of fun at that event. And first of all, I'm not sure how you can not have fun in San Diego. I think it's one of like, you know, when people say like, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Like I'll throw like San Diego and Austin, Texas as like, you can't go to those cities and not have fun. But on top of that, there's also, you know, uh, at Crypto Business Conference and at, you know, past conferences put on by that team, the idea of like not only, you know, musical acts, but, you know, empowering, you know, people in the audience. Like, I mean, I even went up on stage and danced. My good friend, Ann Hanley, uh, who is a dear friend, one of the smartest humans um, I know. Definitely, if you want to be a better writer, check out her book. I know this is a little sidetrack in the middle of this read, but she, uh, she wrote a book uh, about, you know, uh, how to be a better writer. And uh, she's a founder of Marketing Profs. But she was like, Brian, I'm going to go dance and you're going to go dance with me. And there are a few people in my life that, like, when you say that, I'm just not going to say no. I'm sure, Anne. And we ended up dancing to close out the, the social media marketing world event two years ago. And I had a hell of a good time. Once I was up there and I got over the stage fright, and yes, I had stage fright. Give me a microphone. Let me give a keynote. Never, never scared. Make me dance. Make me sing. Make me do anything that isn't me giving a keynote on stage, and it scares me half to death. But with that being said, I had fun, and I think you will have fun if you attend their crypto business conference. I mean, you'll have fun just being able to see me on stage as well and some of the other uh, amazing thought leaders that are out there. And then lastly, I just want to close out by also saying, like, I think, you know, in life, we also have to just do a better job of just taking ourselves a little less serious, right? And, and that goes for those across the board, right? Just because you're the founder of a project 
does not make you superhuman, does not make you better than everyone else. I think the great founders, projects that are really doing a great job, understand that even though there might be that distance between you and your audience, it doesn't mean that you're above them. Just because there's a distance because you're the founder and they're the owners does not mean that you have to treat them like they're below you or like they are less than you. That, to me, is the sign of a great leader when they recognize that we're all on this journey together and they realize that we're all in the same playing field, right? We're, there's not ones higher than the others. And so for those that are founders out there, do your best. Humanize yourself. Don't take yourself so seriously. Let your, let your community do memes of you and, 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 and tease with what you have going on. I can promise you it'll build rapport and you might just have a little fun. So until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. Bye.